Meaning it's on. Yeah. Let me tell you, like, sort of the genesis of this for me. Yeah? When, um, whatever the tumbling of life brought me to the point where I felt a lot of systems that I had been introduced to were sort of a failed system. The idea of doing and having myself into a state and stuff. I had tried a lot of that. Uh, so somehow, you know, like most of us, you're brought to a non-duality meeting. Sometimes you're looking for, like, you know, Overeaters Anonymous or whatever. You go to the wrong room and then you hear something and it goes, and you're like a little dog. You know, it's like, what? Because it's not so much... It could be said in the same old flower, flowery way, but then sometimes it gets straightened out. Something hears it in a different way. Yeah, so... And when I first went to a satsang, sort of like this, I couldn't even hear the lady speaking. She had a very low voice. But it didn't matter. It was just the space, yeah? It was just the space of the, of the event. And, I, and something occurred, or started to occur. All right, then I went to a number of other different people. And then I heard a statement at one of these meetings that really hit me, which it was, it's an old Zen, an old Zen saying, and the guy seemed, very, seemed like a very nice guy, but because he had a lot of followers, he had been lifted up. He was up on a, you know, a die, and then there's all these people in the group, and then he was there. And he said, you know, what's happening here is, and he started to laugh. And I heard him laugh before, but it sounded really a good laugh this time. And he says, you know, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. Yeah? So I heard that. I was like, what? And then I started seeing yeah, him standing by the river and all these other people thinking they're in the river, but they're trying to buy water. Yeah? And I was like, what? And he says, it's even funnier than that. I'm a man standing in the river <coughs> selling water. And then I got up and left and never came back. Yeah? Because I got it. I got... That's what, that was the paradigm that I was in. It was a subtle us and them, or him and them, but there was still there. It was still a dualistic construct talking about an, a non-dualistic construct. And I found out that the impossibility of that ever working. Yeah? You have to... So, <clears throat> the first video we ever did was a video called Sheep and Lion because it captured the whole point. And I have never left that point because there's, there's no point of leaving that point because if it's not seen, you're going to be looking from its effects. Yeah, You're going to be looking from a framing instead of seeing the frame. And, and even in the framing, there is what we're calling seeing, but it's a topic that's being framed by the self-centeredness. That's a form of looking. That's to be to understand seeing in a way, to study seeing, to think you know seeing is is a form of blindness in a way. That's all gotta be seen through. So the sheep and the lion is an old story I heard from uh, Papaji, not from a, one of his writings. And it sort of captured exactly what was going on in me. And that is, there's the old story of a lioness and a cub, and then the lioness gets killed, and the cub is sort of left roaming around, and it doesn't have any sure footing of what it is or what's going on. 
and then he sees a, it sees a herd of sheep one day, and it, so it starts going towards the herd of sheep. Now the sheep know it's a lion, and they're a little anxious about its approach, but he doesn't know that he's a lion, in a sense. And so he wants it just to saddle up with the sheep, because he's feeling lonely and has no direction. So the sheep are a little wary, but then they sort of absorb him into the flock, or the herd, and he starts be, living like a sheep, yeah? And he tries to be a good sheep, and he sits around patiently listening to all the other sheep, sharing their concerns about who's going to be the next sweater the next season, and shit like that. And it's ba- he's hearing the barring and barring, and he's trying to ba ba, and he gets his hair curled and stuff, so he feels more like a sheep. And he's, in, he's ingratiated into, into the sheepness, but he doesn't know how they're feeling, but he's not feeling that great. There's something sort of off. He's really sort of irritable, restless, and dissatisfied, but he doesn't know any better. And he keeps blaming himself as a bad sheep, and why can't I be like Harold and Maud or whatever, or the other sheep? And so, so he figures, all right, I'm going to marry a sheep, and he marries a sheep, and then they adopt a couple of sheep, and he becomes a sort of elder of the sheep world, but he's still feeling like a fraud and a phony thing. Then one day, they're roaming around, chewing cud, and then a big old lion comes into the meadow, and so the herd, the herd starts taking off. So the big lion starts chasing him, and he sees out of the corner of, uh, of its eye the lion running, and he thinks the lion's joining him in the hunt for the sheep, but the lion's running with the sheep. So he goes, what the hell? And he veers off, and he goes for the lion, and he catches the lion. The lion rolls over and goes, Oh, Mr. Lion, please don't eat me. I'm a humble sheep. And the lion's, the old lion's pretty perplexed. Doesn't say anything. He sees the water hole. He grabs that young lion. Doesn't say a thing to it. Drags it over and sticks its head out. With, and, then it, and the old lion sticks his head out. And then the lion sees their reflections, the young lion. And it gets immediately that it's a lion. It doesn't have to take... Months of studying, it doesn't have to go to how to become like a lion. It skips over all that because it is a lion. Yeah. It doesn't have to become like a lion. Once it realizes it's not a sheep, it's a lion. It took absolutely no time because the fact was it was always a lion. It had never been a sheep. It seemed to be a sheep, but it seemed to be a sheep as the lion. This is it. This is what... See it in spirituality. The practices. There's the wanting to become a lion, but as a lion. Because, and the only way that makes sense, that a lion would want to become like a lion, is if it's identified as something other than a lion. There's no way a lion is going to want to become like a lion. It's just busy being a lion. Yeah? And it's still being a lion when it's identified as a sheep. Nothing changes, it's just the narration. You have now, you are listening to a narration of this life from your mental state, that microphone up there, or let's say that megaphone, and it's telling a whole story that you're a lion, I mean you're a sheep. That you were a sheep, that you will be a sheep, and that you're a sheep now. Yeah? And so you better get in fucking line and become the best sheep, or maybe you rebel thinking that's going to work, but you rebel from the sheepness as a sheep. There's no escape there. Just like in the system of the world, the people who rebel against the system is part of the system. It's like that movie The Matrix in the third one. I probably changed the whole meaning of what they wanted to get across. But in this 
the one, Noe, or whatever his name was, Nemo, or Neo, Neo, <laughs> Neo, the one, you know, he's the chosen one. He's going to bring all the humans back to humanness and fuck the Matrix world. And he's got, and he looks like it too. He's got a long black leather jacket with nice fucking collar with super Ray-Bans, nice hair. I mean, it's, he looks like the one. So he comes into the room and then the, the computer is manifesting as, another, as a person called the architect. And there's a room full of little TVs and he's on, the Neo is on each one of them, like action figure shots, you know. He's saving people, he's the chosen one. He's surrounded by them. And so the guy goes, the architect goes, oh, Neo, yes, Neo, you're, you're the chosen one, the savior. He goes, ah, yeah. He's not saying it, but he's, ah, yeah. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the seventh one we've had in the program. <laughs> the first one was an aberration. It's all been morphed into the programming, so go ahead and try to save everyone. <laughs> because it's in the system. This is the dilemma. If you're identified with the system and you try to get out of the system, that's the extension of the system. And it doesn't ever end. You as the system, if you're identified as what you're not and you try to get out of what you're not, you're going to be what you're not seemingly all the freaking way. And there's not a point where that changes. There's not a point, like we say in recovery, Recovery is like a linear program, 12 steps, and those 12 steps hopefully will bring about a spiritual awakening or an understanding of what you're not, basically. Okay? So, and it's very, very important. And the third step is supposedly like the most important one, which is to turn your willing life over to the care of a higher power. But before they get to the third step, it says, first of all, you've got to quit playing God. Okay. And then, the third step of turning one's will and life over to the care of the Holy Spirit or the higher power would maybe initiate a radical effect. But without the first, the secondary movement, which is surrendering, won't work. So, why is that? Because if you, if you are identified with that which is playing God, when you hear, quit playing God, and that which is playing God tries to quit playing God, what is that but playing God? It will never it will never work. The same mistake just duplicates itself zillions of times. So the point is the relief is truly prior to the bondage. The relief is here. Then there's the story of us being bound. And then when we look at the story from here, we see relief as an opposite of the bondage. That's not the relief. The freedom is prior to the bondage. It's an inherent condition. It's not all the bonding and freedom here comes and goes, but you're, in, you're inherently free from the whole situation. How can you not be? How can the dreaming be at the effect of the dreaming? The only way the dreaming can be at the effect of the dreaming is when it becomes identified with the, the dreamt, which is this. Then suddenly... This gives everything all the meaning to affect the dreamt. So I heard this thing, I went to these satsangs, I saw that this dilemma, it seemed to me it was going on, and then this idea of the sheep and lion became the point. If that isn't corrected, and the point is it's always in the state of correction, but we just don't think so. 
It's the thinking that makes something that's not so seem to be so. It's only because it was thought about that it can seem to be so. If there was no thought, it would... False evidence is false evidence. False evidence suddenly can appear real if there's a certain situation in place, which is when reality believes false evidence, it appears to be real to the reality. Yeah. And then that becomes the new reference point, which is a false reference. And then you live from the reality of this place and you try to make it all day unreal as possible. Shopping, shooting dope, whatever it may be, sex and everything, trying to make this fucking place unreal. And all that we do in trying to make it unreal is we give it more reality than ever. How are you going to break that? How are you going to break that by the trying to break it? Trying to break it is part of it. You can't have interest in losing interest. You can't get interested into losing... I'm, gonna, I'm so interested in losing interest in my head, that's more fucking interest in the head. The loss of interest is seeing what you're not. You see, Jesus Christ, the, it, the big, one of the big leaps for me was in recovery. I came in, sat in a chair, sort of like this, not in front of anybody, and there was a strong sense of terminal uniqueness, like a, like a plexiglass shell. I thought I was looking through something, but it was a huge impregnable lead wall. And I had in, inside my little citadel, I figured no one felt like I did. Nobody. No one can understand me. I'm such a unique individual. I can see my back by looking at my leg. How many people can say that? Very few. I am so special, what's happened to me. Who gets run over twice in one night? Very few people. I'm in a very select little group. So that makes me very unique. So how can I... No one can feel like... No one feels like I feel. I know you don't feel like I do. Yeah? No one thinks like I know. No one does, does the heinous things that I have done. But I was in recovery, and I was with a lot of people who are in the same seeming condition that I'm in, incredibly obsessed with self, and I, they would share their very unique feelings, and their incredible secretive thoughts, and their heinous actions, and they sure sounded like mine. <laughs> and then I realized, how could they be mine if you have them? It sort of totally destroys the idea of privatization. How can I privatize something that everyone seems to have? And that was a relief. The ring, the, that ring of hell, <laughs> moved a little bit, and there was space. Now the thoughts kept happening, but there was a space, and what occurred with that space was something that was so foreign to me, because most thoughts initiated a reaction immediately. I mean, when I wanted to get, when I had a thought about getting high, I got high. I went, that was my fucking missile direction, and I just went out, and I was, god damn it, I, I'd come up with 500 bucks in about an hour, when I had no money. It was just like, oh, I want to get high. <laughs> just like a rocket. I'd be fine in a car, and as soon as the thought of cocaine came in, I'd badger my girlfriend to go to the ATM, I'd just fucking get some money out of there, and let's get some coke. It was insane. So, here these, here these people are. So, this, some space occurred, and what showed up was a pause, which I never had in my life. A thought would arise, like a great idea, like, 
I'm going to steal that from the store or something. But instead of going and doing it, there was a pause. And suddenly, something gave a, a new possibility showed up that something new could happen. So I started going in different directions than I thought that the action figure was used to. And then those things became habits and the groove got deep enough and they have been my insurance policy. That's what allows me. Those are the guardrails that keep the action figure on the straight and narrow for 29 years. And I never have to reinforce the guardrails or paint them. They're principles. They're sound. They override circumstances and situations. They override mental gloominess and, you know, whatever. They're always there like North Stars, and that's what this needed. It needed a workable GPS because this GPS is fucked. So now that was taken care of. What happens? The mind that was totally enslaved with the consequences of being a fucking radically out-of-whack action figure got relieved of that fucking duty and just started to expand and in its expansion a lot more possibilities show up Jesus Christ, you're in space you feel bigger than before you're now available you're not trying to get into the moment a realization comes over you you can't be out of a moment you finally realize that trying to get out of self is the insanity because you can't be in self really so you're trying to get out of it presupposes you're in it (laughs) (laughs) and if it's presupposed you're in something you're not in all the getting out of it doesn't work will not work it won't work today it won't work for years it won't work for eons like a great Zen master Hawaiian Po says you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha you cannot use big M mind to seek mind you cannot use light to seek light that's it that is the whole point the whole point is just that. You can say it in zillions of ways, and people can go off on tangents, but without that being noticed, you're going to be seeing from the frame. And that's a form of looking that's blind to what you are. And it will even spend its whole life looking for what you are. And every minute you're looking for what you are, you're blind to what you are, because what you are is what's looking. It's not going to be found through looking, it's what's looking. So there's a point, no more sentences follow. And all the sentences that follow are a narration, are a story that are not binding you to what, you, what you're not. It's still playing. It's, it's like the Fonz, the Fonz, the leather jacket still in his closet, this and that, but he's not putting it on. He's not none of this. He's, the Fonz, seemingly, everyone sees him as the Fonz, but he doesn't see himself as the Fonz anymore. <laughs> that's the relief that's the true relief you can't why waste time getting rid of the action or trying to change the action figure if it's not burning down houses and fucking you know doing weird things it's like all it wants to do is graze it wants to get a latte whatever you know it's just doing its thing it doesn't need like 30 surveillance cameras <laughs> Why not let the surveillance cameras be like telescope to the space? Let it just come off of this obsession with this fucking object and just let it pick up all the other possibilities. Yeah, it's the same. It's the focus when it's like this on this object is called self-centeredness. When the focus is dispersed and open, that's awakeness. It's the same, same, same energy. One, when it's focused and directed by the mental state, 
that's obsession and self-centeredness. When it's free from that, opens up like a huge camera, that's, that's it. And then what happens, unbelievably, magically, that which you wanted so much to be better suddenly seems to be better. The action, you're more of an individual when you're not an individual. This gets a lot more permission when it's not you. The fucking nooses come off. Fucking the leash comes off. It can piss on the neighbor's yard. (laughs) You know, it roams a little bit. Yeah? And then it gets to be what it truly is, which is a form of expression here, instead of a like a heat seeking missile to get something, it's an expression of what you are. Yeah? Not a driven focus by what who you think you are, but what you are. And then the ride gets really fucking good. You never know what's around the bend. But your eyes are wide open now. And you're available. You're not in the garage when the delivery shows up. You're right there. Yeah? (laughs) And you're not confused. You're not looking for what you are anymore, ever. (laughs) You're looking for what you can find. You are looking for what you can find. But this poor, fucking, limited action figure, right... It's now trying to... It's, it gives up all pretense of finding the universal center. It, it realizes it's incapable of finding what it already is. It's like the clone finally hears it's a clone. Yeah, Not through the human programming, which makes the hearing of being a clone terrible news. If the clone hears the idea... Because it's beautiful when an action figure realizes it's an action figure. It's beautiful. Uh, so much relieving occurs. <laughs> it doesn't have to fucking reach the stars anymore. It doesn't have to become super focused and turn into a ball of light. It's farting and shitting and just fucking picking blackheads off its arms and, you know, doing it like. You ever see plane rides, humans on planes? You know, they're, not, they're sitting right next to each other, no fucking contact. If the two monkeys were there, they were grooming each other. There'd be so much more contact. But for us, have the TV, the little thing, the arm rails. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. So when this is relieved, this isn't, this isn't going to know the truth. It can find out about the truth about itself, which it isn't true. <laughs> And that's, to me, it it can be, if you hear it from the selfing, it's terrible news. It makes you feel like a fraud. It makes you feel irrelevant. It makes you feel like everything is meaningless. Yeah? But on the other hand, (laughs) if what you are here is that, it's fucking hallelujah. I had, you know, whatever. So, what happened with me, hearing this message, it came to this conclusion. And from then on, we've never moved. I don't believe so, anyway. People who've been here eight years ago, if they come now, it's exact, basically the same message. Nothing's been added to it. What happens is it's gotten pared down, and thank God for me and you, the talks are shorter now. They're not huge two-hour talks. They're getting shorter and shorter. Because there's really not much to say. But what needs to be said can be repeated quite a lot. Yeah? And you can describe the activity of what you're not. 
And in the description of... See, if you, instead of self-study, if you study the self, what's going to happen, I humbly believe, is it's going it's to be a distillation of all your studying about what you're not into. I'm not that. Yeah? And there's, that's where the relief is. And when the relief hits you, the relief informs you it's always been that way. There has never been a moment the lion was a sheep. Ever. All the sheep sins haven't made a mark on the lion. All the sheep activities didn't blemish the lioness. None of it. It's as if it never happened. It's like all the movies, maybe in my hometown, they still have the same screen in the movie theater. For 50 years of movies have played over that screen. Not one of them got it left a tattoo on the screen. Not one. Not one movie I saw 10 years ago left any semblance of memory on the screen. Everything just flew over it, flew over it, flew over it. It's our interest and attention that freeze frames it. Because we're at, the mental state is obsessed, way beyond obsession. It cherishes the activity of being a self, the story of being a someone. It cherishes it. That's why it's difficult to pry it away, because it doesn't want to be pried away. If you're trying to talk the mental state and not being what it's taking itself to be, forget about it. It's programmed to constantly. You can be, you can have an incredible, be in an incredible epiphany. It will still arise sooner or later and go, I'm having the epiphany. It doesn't matter. It's total absence. It will arise later on and claim it as being, you were absent. I was so, I was so absent that day. <laughs> See, you were absent that day, but then the next day when the story or the narration gets galvanized, it was you that was absent. <laughs> so if you see it, that's it. See it. Hear it, hear it, hear it. And I'm t- humbly, I believe that some of the people that have been coming here for a while, they wouldn't be coming here to see me. <laughs> That's for sure. And the, the coffees at Chibos are good, but not that good to drive from Alameda. They're traveling lighter. Yeah? They have a sense of lightness they didn't have before. And you know what? Permission has come over them. Permission to be okay just as we find ourselves. Yeah? What more do you want? What more do you want than the ability to enjoy Saturday? This Saturday. Not comparing it to the other Saturdays or the future Saturdays. Just the, the simplicity of like a kid being available for the day because they haven't entertained. They, there could be other days yet. Yeah? Their time hasn't become a huge influence that pisses on every fucking moment. Because you're comparing it to a past one or it's being inhibited because it may not be like this tomorrow. Yeah? You're free of that. You're here because you can't be anywhere else. It's not a fucking heroic odyssey. It's a simple understanding. And the understanding diminishes completely because the vision becomes dominant. You see now. You're the script you you turn to. You're the prayer you rely on. You're the mantra that's constantly being said without a word being uttered. You become what you've been looking for. And you can rest there. Because as long as this is appearing, you know that's available. Because this cannot appear without the context of what we are. No fucking way. So rest assured, it's always available at all times. 
with no requirement necessary to meet it. And then you can start acting like that's so, because it is so. And you'll be put to use in some way, maybe a small way, maybe a big way, who knows? It doesn't matter, because you're not keeping score. You're of service. You're not doing service anymore. You're of service. Being of service is almost like a functionality. It's not a heroic, embellishing storyline. You're just of service. Why? Because you're available. Why? Because you're incessantly present. There was an incident, or a friend of mine told me a, w- a while ago, that they felt my absence, I wasn't there, and they could feel it so strongly. And then I, I, it came over me and says, the only reason they could see that is because I'm always there. So when I'm not there, it's fucking obvious, yeah? When I'm called somewhere else, let's say, it's obvious, because we're always there. It becomes the norm, yeah? It's not expected to be that way. It is that way. And there's a reliance on it. I never think about next Saturday, ever. This is enough. And I thought thinking is such a fucking crude process. It's always about things. It doesn't... It's like carpet bombing instead of the smart bombs. We're going to hit this house and of course we think there's not going to be any effect of the house next to it. It's insanity. This is like carpet bombing. When you think about anything, it's... Because it doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't pinpoint the damn thing. It's vague and vague. And it's not even about the thinking, nor about what what the thought's about. It's being all used to imply the thinker. The special one. The one who has the thoughts. The one who has the feelings. That's how the mental state uses thoughts. It doesn't use thoughts to better anyone. It uses thoughts to, to reflect or imply the thinker. It uses all the claiming of all the feelings that happen to imply that there's one feeler. There's not been any other feeler going on. One feeler's had millions of feelings. One thinker's had millions of thoughts. That's it, eh? <coughs> you have any questions? Hey, Z, you just made it in time for the prayer. <laughs> Z only has to come at the end of the talks now. He's, he's advanced so far from Z. He's like negative Z.
If you get the flavor of it, it changes everything. Because the mental logic is based on insanity, literally. It's truly insane what it takes to be so true. And once again, you can't use the system that's producing the effect to change the effect in a way. Yeah? You've got to sort of... And you can... And it loves when you try, when you try to escape the system as the system. It loves it. It'll let you be a spiritual seeker for fucking 50 years. Oh, it's easy. It's like, it doesn't even have to have you on a leash. It just knows you're not going anywhere. Just fucking run, thinking you're escaping. There is no escape. <laughs> oh, yeah, go. Oh, yeah, you're going to leap over that wall, but there's another wall. The wall. <laughs> so go ahead. Fucking have a field day with all the other dogs who are thinking they're escaping. <laughs> There's no out if there's an in. No way. There's no out. You have to see there is no in. That's the out. Alright? There you go, Z. I threw you a bone. You came so from so far, I had to throw you a bone. But see, now, if you give too many bones, people choke on it, yeah? You get choked, you choke on the bone. But let's say I have 800 people here, then I have to... There's a great story. I don't know if it's true or not, with Ramana Maharshi. And there was a lot of his older followers who were sitting around talking, and they were talking about, were they ready to teach, yeah? Were they able to teach? So he came in the room, and they asked him, and he said, yeah, all of you can teach, but I don't recommend it. (laughs) And they were a little, like, perplexed, and they go, why? And he says, compassion. And they're still a little perplexed, and, they, and he explains to them, all right, so you'll be in front of a group, and you'll have compassion for that group, and you'll dilute the message. That's the dilemma. All right, can you turn that off? No questions, yeah?